listener production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome back to a brand new year here on The Scorecard. My name is Liam Flanagan, and it is great to be back on Australia's number one daily sports news podcast for 2024. Today, an Aussie cricketer not named David Warner hangs up his pads, a stroke of luck for some unlucky swimmers, and has the AFL gone all Weight Watchers ahead of the 2024 season? But first... The Australian Open is officially underway. I say, anyone for tennis? Yes, please. Look, tennis is great, and yesterday we even had an Aussie win their way into the second round on the opening day with Chris O'Connell scoring a five-set victory to progress into the second round of his home slam. But it's not the Aussie players we need to talk about. Hot crowd, hot crowd. Just one day into the Open, and already the local fans are upsetting some of the visiting players. World number one Novak Djokovic showed some early tournament frustration with the local crowd when he found himself in a round one dogfight with 18-year-old qualifier Dino Prismic. Never heard of him. And neither had Novak. But the young Croatian pushed Novak to his limits, even stealing the second set in a tiebreak, during which Novak's frustration with the crowd spilled over as he asked one specific fan to, quote, Shut the fudge up. But that's not what he said. No, that's obviously not what he said. I've adjusted the language because kids listen to this. And while Novak went on to eventually win, Frenchman Arthur Rindignac wasn't so fortunate. No way. This guy's good, man. Rindignac got a taste of just how rowdy Aussie supporters can be at the newly installed courtside bar at Court 6, where fans can, you guessed it, sit at a bar and listen to a DJ while they watch the game. What could go wrong? Or everything, as it turns out. Rindignac had to deal with some overhydrated fans who proceeded to cheer every time the French player missed the first serve, which he did quite a bit because he went on to lose the game in five sets before describing the experience as like playing in a nightclub which I guess means he probably woke up today with a hazy memory, wearing the same clothes from last night, and with an annoying stamp on his wrist. While David Warner's retirement from Test cricket has dominated the headlines of the summer so far, another Aussie veteran has called an end to his time at the crease. Oh, that is the shot of the innings. Marsh has ploughed it down the ground. At the ripe old age of 40, Sean Marsh has announced that his time being paid to play the game of cricket is up. But it's time to stop playing. Having retired from domestic cricket last summer, Marsh finishes up as the sixth highest run scorer in Big Bash history and brings to a close a professional cricketing career that began over 20 years ago in 2001 when he made his Sheffield Shield debut for Western Australia. Sean Marsh on 98, gets one, that's it, that's his 100. What an innings from Sean Marsh. That is the first of the KFC Big Bash for this season and hopefully it's not the last. Marsh will play his final innings in the Melbourne Renegades' final game of the season against the Sydney Thunder on Wednesday night. There's a saying that it's better to be lucky than good. And in the case of a group of swimmers at Sydney Beach yesterday, it's proved pretty true. Unbelievable fitness and rating from Bevy after three gruelling races here at Maroubra, paddling all the way to the sand, and that is race one. Matt Bevilacqua hugs his brother, his handler, and he is celebrating back-to-back round victories here on the Nutri-Grain Ironman Series at Maroubra Beach. Over the weekend, the Nutri-Grain Ironman and Ironwoman Series was held at Sydney's Maroubra Beach, and with the event having only just finished yesterday afternoon, 
Suddenly, the athletes were called on to execute their skills in the water once more as a flash rip dragged 25 people out to sea. We are heading out to sea. Thankfully, literally the best surf lifesavers on the planet, including defending Iron Woman champion Lana Rogers, were on hand to help. Yeah, we just had a massive rescue and lucky all of us were here still. All swimmers involved were returned to the beach, safe and sound. And before we finish up today, let's cross to ever-controversial former AFL player-turned-commentator Kane Corns on SEN. Well, the AFL has stopped including AFL players' weight in the Bible. Now, the Bible Kane is referring to is the AFL Season Guide, which is provided by the AFL to their media partners, clubs, and is also available for purchase to the average punter for the princely sum of $50. But despite being advertised as the definitive footy statistics guide, this year it's a little light. The books have been printed, and if you get your copy of the book and you go and you want to look up what Jordan Degoe weighs, you will no longer be able to find it. Yeah, the AFL has scrapped player weights from this year's guide, as confirmed by the editor of the publication, Ash Brown, who confirmed that the league had directed him not to include just how many kgs each player would be packing in 2024. No one has tried to guess my weight. Brown confirmed that the AFL has deemed it inappropriate to publish the information moving forward and as such, players' weights will remain private and the decision has upset many who see it as yet another woke move by the league, none more so than Kane. Well, no longer, in my role as a commentator, can I go and say, well, Jake Lever is playing on Charlie Curnow. Charlie Curnow has an 8-kilogram advantage. He should take him deep to the goal square, try and get him in one-on-one situations and use the eight kilogram advantage in one-on-one duels and Carlton can really use that and exploit that. I I can't do that anymore because the AFL have said that we are that soft that we can't include player weights in in the Bible. I, I don't know where this is going to lead to. Are they going to ban us from knowing that Caleb Daniel is 168 centimetres. Like, he could easily be... Caleb Daniel could easily be offended that he's the shortest or one of the shortest AFL players in the game. And Kane's right. If his only source of information is the AFL guide, he can no longer ascertain how much a player weighs. Of course, if he was really doing his job, he could just jump onto the individual club websites where every single player's weight is readily available and he'll be able to fat shame players till the fatty fat cows come home. You're not fat. You're big bone. And that is your fast fun here sports today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the scorecard. Listener.